If, if the squad ain't with me, then it ain't right. The Bo Show for SML Entertainment. Making family time more exciting with pool tables, pinball, ping pong, beachcomber, and caldera hot tubs and more. Visit smlentertainment.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bo Show. Appreciate you guys listening in to all our million and millions of followers out there. Um, it's getting to the point they're actually like talking about having to like upgrade the service here because of how many listeners we have. Yeah, they got to expand the scope, I'm feeling, get, the, get the field out. Everybody's pumping my tires, man. I'm feeling pretty good about what we got going on over here. So, all right, check it out. Anything CFL football related, man, hit me up, 960-960 on the text line. And if you're sitting in your car... It's raining. You're driving slow in traffic. Uh, use your hands-free device. Hands-free. See, how I, see how I did that? Safety yeah, first. Uh, 403-240-4444. Call in. Uh, interrupt me. Uh, ask me anything <laughs> CFL-related, football-related you want to know, um, and I've got the answer for you. All right. We've got an amazing guest coming up in the third segment, by the way. Uh, I've been trying to get him for three weeks. I finally got him. And uh, I know y'all are going to love this interview, man, because he's a, he's a hell of a guy and a uh, pretty darn good football player. Fun to watch, fun to be around, solid dude all around. And, and he's got a good story. Got a great story. And, you know, putting together a pretty good season. Decent. You know, he's been all right. He's on pace for like a couple different records. <laughs> <laughs> Five right, interceptions, man. whatever. Yeah, we will. Uh, see, now you gave it away. I think we teased I'm still trying enough. to teach Maddie the, the radio side of this. You, you're yeah, so, Matt, come you're on. so Take in the tips. dark. It's, it's like two in the dark. I want to hide it the whole time. The whole time. It's called a tease, year. Matt. It's called, come a, on. it's called a radio tease. I never uh, finished school. So. <laughs> I never started. There you go. All right, man. So, um, all right. So, I'll hit really quick on the last game. Uh, I'm not going to harp too much on, on um, the bad things that happened. I mean, I wasn't playing, so... Um, even though, yes, I am on the team, I don't like to uh, dog the way we play when I'm not on the field. So I um, hope you can respect that. But basically, man, all it was is... Uh, actually, I'll give you a quote from one of my favorite players on the team right now is uh, Sopic, number 47. Rookie. The, the new rookie linebacker. <laughs> he rocks the no gloves. He looks like a brute out there. He's on the sideline. And this dude's a beast, man. This, this guy, he's, he's fun to watch play. He's passionate about the game. He loves what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I'm walking over, and I think it's probably, like, right before halftime, maybe maybe like halfway through the second quarter. So I walk by him, he turns, he goes, Bo, I've never seen special teams running games so much. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I've never seen an offense and defense suck so bad, and special teams <laughs> control the entire game. Like, typically, like, your offense is playing good, your defense is playing good. Like, we're both playing pretty stagnant. I think we're all, we're all playing the same. But, man, special teams is, like, winning the game. This is crazy. <laughs> And for him, like a third string linebacker, he's like, "This is great." Oh no, he gets in the game a decent amount. He does. He he plays a lot. But yeah, exactly. I, he's a he's a baller on special teams. But um, as fun as it was, we ended up you know being one behind on special teams, whatnot. But man, the the, the positives is we blocked a punt for a touchdown. We had a touchdown return, and you know, typically, I think so. The stats. I know I talk about this all the time. They're cheesy stats, but. If you block a kick for a touchdown, your chance to win the game is like nine to one. It's like an insane amount. Okay. If it happens twice, the record of a football team is like that there's ever been two blocks for a touchdown or two special teams touchdowns. It's like 250 to like three. 
You're making some money. You're putting some money down. Yeah. You're making some money if there's two special teams touchdowns. So <laughs> for that to get turned around and have two special teams touchdowns against you, um, yeah, man, mess that, mess that, all those stats up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, man, it was crazy. So we watched the film, and, and I love I love sitting in, in uh, Mark Killen's meetings because um, I don't know if there's a, a more prepared coach out there that tries yeah. to get his players ready. And, and not only that, but he has the most revolving door of players. So a lot of times it's like, hey, this guy's going to play on offense. This guy's going to play on defense. Um, uh, we can't decide who's going to be, you know, the sixth receiver or the sixth DB. Then the question goes to kill him. Well, I like this guy more on special teams. Let's go with him. So with the injuries we've had this season, man, he's just had like a revolving door of guys. And to still do what we're doing on special teams, I think you can see that um, his preparation for the players and his passion and his his coaching is getting us where we need to be with that. And then you're going to see the mistakes happen. It, all, all it takes on return game, it takes one guy to get out of his lane for a touchdown to happen. And now you're playing Brandon Banks, who is now leading the CFL history of kick returns for a touchdown. Um, obviously, that's going to be amplified that much more. So, um, And, man, you know what's crazy? Hamilton. Yeah. So let's go with their returners real quick. Brandon Banks. Pretty quick. Lead, leading, leading league history, like we said, and then their backup is is I think it's Frankie Williams, who is their starting field corner number thirty seven. So Brandon returned one for a touchdown a couple games ago, and then he did as well. So I'm like, man, this kid's got juice, and they tend to put him back there more because Brandon's playing a lot more on offense. They take him out this week, uh, one game injury list, put in Will Likely. He goes for a touchdown. Like their return game is stupid. And not only that, they still have who at safety? Tunde. Tunde Delike. The old who played for us last year. And the very first time he touched the ball last year, he returned it for a punt return touchdown. So the old spin move. Man, they've got some they've got some returners on that team. And it I mean I mean, you hold him to one touchdown, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Um but yeah, I mean they, they got two on us. It was definitely a special team game. Um offensively, I think after now watching the film honestly i think we were on point for most of the time I, we weren't very productive on first down and we haven't really been all year we've been a second down team we we haven't been productive enough on first down but we're getting we're converting second downs um and it's just those one or two times where a mistake happens whether it's a bad ball whether it's a drop from a receiver um which this game there were more than normal and hey that's gonna happen some games i've been through it with some guys that you know just sometimes have the yips and that's that that happens. Um well you look at Eric Rogers had probably three talking to him. He he owned it too, and he said there was a couple for sure, but that's yeah, something that he doesn't do. That's because he's a vet, man. He owns it. Yeah. Um and I think we all appreciate that. I think as a quarterback you appreciate that the same way, you know, when a receiver drops a ball, like if you go back and talk to Nick about those balls, I think he's gonna tell you differently. Yeah. You know, that they're that two of them were low and that, you know, even though Eric, who we all expect to get, if he puts his hands on it, we all expect him to catch the ball. Yeah, you know. But every now and then, you got to look at yourself and be like, ah. like there was there was one in the Ottawa game. He broke in on a uh, basically a bend in, and I threw him low because it's a catch he always makes. He loves to fall to the ground as he catches the ball, and so sometimes naturally you just kind of do it to help him out. Naturally, you throw it low, and we drop in the end zone, and we, now we end up scoring the next play, but. Um, still, it was one of those where I was like, oh, man, he always catches that. But then like, you go back and watch film, you're like, 
why didn't I just throw it at his face? Yeah, you know, why like, just rip it in there? Yeah, like I'm trying to protect him if the backside safety is coming back side to hit him, but at the same time, it's like, well, I could have just made that easy, hit him in the face. Um, so I think <laughs> I think Nick would tell you the same thing. We could have could have made some of those throws easier on him, but um, yeah, I mean, he had he had a couple drops. Um, you know, we had two fumbles from the receiver group, and, and that's being being harped on. But um, you know, I mean, those guys those guys are allowed their mistakes just like anybody else is. But we have to understand that um, you know mistakes are going to be magnified when we lose the game and especially in that fashion to me it felt like it was a handful of mistakes that maybe the guys that were making them will make every once in a while and it just happened to be in this one particular game that a multitude of little small errors just kind of piled up and they kind of bit you guys because all said and done that was a winnable game oh for sure and that's the thing you look back at the mistakes we had i think and you're like oh man we still only lost by seven points you know you gave up two return touchdowns had a um, chance at the end there. Yep. One of them was a missed field goal for a touchdown. You know, that's a 10-point swing. That's huge. That um, ball was crazy. The way it snaked through the air on Renee yeah, from I know, 51. Man. feel bad for kickers when they got it. I mean, I have to throw through it, so I don't feel that bad. But at the same time, like, sometimes you get up there and, and you, you, know, you call it the field goal team, you're on the sideline, and all of a sudden you just feel that wind pick up, and you're like, Yikes. I mean, it's like hitting a golf shot. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to try to put this this much into the wind to see – Hopefully the wind continues to blow. Hopefully it doesn't all of a sudden turn off. Hopefully it doesn't just start blowing even more. I mean, it's like a, it's like a guessing game. Like I'm gonna kick it 12 yards to the right of the field goal and see if it'll the wind will pull it back in. So um, pretty impressive what Renee does and and why he's you know the most accurate kicker in CFL history. You know because he's been doing it for a long time. And hey man, I mean he's gonna miss some. Sure, one turn to a touchdown. That's gonna happen from time to time. But we got to cover. One of the positives to take your defensive line. Five, uh, four more sacks, Quadura Law Beast. You guys have nine sacks in the last two games. And despite all of the injuries, like you look at your six game injured list, there's one, two, three, four guys here on the defensive line. They're, they're on your six game injured list. Guys that expected to, you know, be a big part of this defense. And here you are, two games without a lot of these guys. You got nine. Yeah, I think it was pretty crazy when Flo, after Flo went down, and then it kind of seemed like a revolving door of guys just. Oh, you're up now. You're injured now. You're up now. You're injured. It kind of feels like the weight with receivers last year. Yeah, it was like, hey, and oh, serious. Yeah, KJ's down. Reggie comes in, great game, injured. You know, this guy comes in, great game, injured. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. But um, I think, yeah, I think D line took it to heart. Guys, media, everybody was dogging on the D line, saying this is not the normal Calgary D line we're used to putting the pressure which in turn is going to put that much more pressure on the DBs, the linebackers to cover their zones, cover up the holes, uh, cover the receivers for another second, second and a half longer. But yeah, man, getting four sacks, I think was huge. Um, man, they showed a stat on TSN when I rewatched the game. I couldn't believe it. And I don't like talking about other quarterbacks, but I have to bring it up because I could not believe it. Because I played against him, I don't know, five, six times. And I've never, playing against him, I never thought this, but he, but Masoli playing against us was like 07 and one or zero and seven. Um, Hamilton had zero beat you guys since twenty eleven. Yeah, with zero touchdowns and like twelve picks. That's a bad ratio. I was like, no. I was <laughs> like, but I'm sitting. I, I tried to like. I was like, that's not true. That's a, that stats wrong. And I'm trying. To, I just started like going back in my head. And I'm like, no. I know he threw a touchdown. And I'm like trying to think of one. I'm like, man, is that real? Like, there's no way that's real. We've been in too many close games with these guys yeah. not to have him. And he's had prolific years in the past two years. So no uh, shortage of weapons usually. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's, a, that's a wild stat. Yeah, that's a crazy receiving core too. Um, you want to look ahead to Toronto real quick before yeah, really we get quick. to armchair quarterback? Yes, real quick before we break. Uh, so we've got Toronto tomorrow. Hopefully this weather holds off a little bit. 
Um, you know, I it was funny. I was off sitting at practice, and and uh, a, a member from the media comes up and asks me, you know, hey, have y'all ever lost a trap game? And I was like, well, I don't think this is a trap game, but to answer your question, sure. I mean, we've lost to Montreal multiple times when we've been leading the league in wins. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's Montreal. And I'm like, exactly. That's a trap game. If you try to say that that team is not worth your full attention and your full roster and, and everything you have to go out there and get a win, then you're making that a trap game. So I, I don't personally think this one is because, hell, we're 2-2. Two and two. Um, We lost our last game to a team we haven't lost to in 11 years or 15 years, whatever you said it was. Um, You know, I think that we're trying to find an identity right now. We're trying to find guys that can play for us for the rest of the season. Um, If some guys don't come back from injury, you know, we're still still trying to find out who the 2019 version of the Calgary Stampeders are. And I think that's uh, I think that's enough to never feel comfortable, no matter how you've ever played against a team. And last week's the perfect example. You know, you haven't lost to a team in 15 years. You go out and you lose to them. Yeah. Um, you know, to to think that anything would be different, you know, this week in, in, uh, in, in Calgary against Toronto would be crazy. They're a team that, you know, you look at their body of work, not great. But at the same time, like you said. You, but if you th- watch this, their film. This is a crazy league as well. And things will happen like crazy. And you, so what have you seen on film from these guys? Because you can look at the numbers and you could say, minus 103 run differential, 13 sacks allowed. Haven't really gotten anything going. Darrell Walker had a good game last week, but he's been pretty quiet up until then. So what have you seen on film from the Argos that tells you that this team, their record might not be right? Uh, no, I actually, um, yeah. I mean, the way to say, I'm trying to figure out how to properly word this. Um, it is never an effort thing with them. Yeah. They are, they're trying every single play. They're not taking plays off. Uh, they're rotating D line to keep them fresh to you know get on the quarterback and they only have four sacks but two of the sacks that I've seen have led to interceptions you know so that's what you want is pressures that lead to turnovers um, I you know I mean shoot we playing tomorrow so I'm not going to give away any secrets obviously <laughs> but um, you know but I, you have reasons to believe yeah I mean, team... they're they're own four for a reason you know they are they're own four for a reason and they're trying to figure that out the same reason that we're two and two for a reason we're not four and zero. You know, we're not the team we want to be, and right now they're not the team they want to be. And I think they're trying to find themselves, and we have to do the same thing. Um, schedule has a lot to do with that, you know. And right now we're on a five-day week uh, after coming off a loss, and I think that, you know, we've got guys that, you know, got banged up, and all of a sudden now they're not playing. Um, it's the perfect opportunity for a trap game. But as the Calgary Peters in that locker room, I can tell you we're not looking at it that Especially way. Especially at home. Yeah, we're not looking at it that way. We're trying to go out and, and – uh, and play winning football, do what we do, uh, get a win, and get to above 500 on the season. When you guys, when you look back at film for the Argonauts, is are you looking back at just last week? Do you look at all four games that they've played as a whole? Have you seen some progression in that sense, or you just focus on kind of the most recent game for the Argonauts? No, no, no. We watch all four games. We watch every coverage they've run. Uh, you know, tendencies. You know, against everything. Against... Have you noticed improvements in the four games that you watched from them? I mean, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I'm. Once again, I'm you still, don't want to give I'm, too much yeah, away. I'm, I'm still a player. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give away anything. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to dog them either. Uh, I've seen good and bad. It's, it's film. Film doesn't lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, uh, I think that right now they've got guys in positions right now that, um, that are playing very well and they've got some that aren't, yep. you know, and I think they're trying to find out the right guys. And that's all this is, man. The CFL, it's 18 games for uh, it's for a reason, you know. Just 
find the guys, play hot at the end of the season, get into the uh, get into the playoffs, and then see where it goes from there. All right, hey, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, what I want you to do, man, text in nine six zero nine six zero, call in four zero three two four zero four 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 four. Hit me up with any questions you have. You call in, give you the time of day. We'll have a little conversation about football if you want. Uh, if you want to text any questions, I'll answer them in this next segment of Armchair Quarterback. Brought to you by what? SNL. We are listening to The Bow Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Bow Show for SML Entertainment. Hot tubs, saunas, and home leisure. SML Entertainment has brought friends and family together since 1956. Learn more at All right, welcome back to your second, second segment of The Bow Show. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is the armchair quarterback. So typically, I would have you call in, let me know, you know, what, how you thought I played, what you think I can do better. Um, I don't ever want to hear the compliments. I want to hear more like, run the ball. Believe, I can't run the ball always. <laughs> I can't believe what you, what were you doing on that play? What were you thinking? What happened on this throw? Um, Why didn't you run the ball? Run the ball more. Uh, but obviously, I did not play. So uh, <laughs> yeah, text in, call in two four zero four 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 four. Or nine six zero nine six zero on the text in, um, and hit me up with any questions. I mean, I've I've seen the film plenty of times now, so I can tell you anything you need to know. If you want to ask any questions about it, I already have a good one. Um, gotta say it's hard to armchair quarterback when you're not even playing. But I do have a question: What typically goes in, into the decision making process on whether to blitz or man to man? So, basically. Um, Teams that want to blitz, there's multiple different things you can do. You can go cover zero, which is basically means you have zero extra players. So it's the five receivers against your five, or sorry, the five DBs against five receivers. Um, and somebody that is blitzing also has a tailback in man as well if he ends up trying to get out. But typically what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring one more blitzer than the offense has to block. So the quarterback has to get the ball out of his hands. Um Typically, when this happens, what you'll see is DBs are sitting at about eight, nine yards. Um, their butts are facing the sidelines. They're usually a little bit inside leverage because most hot routes tend to be inbreakers, um, but they can be outbreakers as well. They can be go balls if you're, you know, feeling lucky. Um, <laughs> but the ball's got to come out literally in like a second. So from from snap to release, you've got about a second before. You know, I mean, a DB is only any blitzer is only about four yards away from you, and they're running full speed. They can time it correctly, um, so it's usually a catch and throw. So, what goes into that decision making process is okay. What's the situation? Um, are we trying to get them out of field goal range? So, let's say we just crossed the fifty-five yard line. Um, we've got a good kicker. He's kicking the ball well. Uh, it's a tight game. We don't want them to kick a field goal. Uh, let's see if we can heat them up a little bit, maybe get them out of field goal range. So that's when some teams tend to do it. Uh, other teams have tendencies like they they will do it after a big play. So anytime you get a really big play, they're going to go cover zero right away, maybe kind of kill that momentum, maybe get a sack on you. Um, and then the other time to do it is typically young quarterback or offense isn't playing very well. Um, you know, if offense isn't playing well, quarterbacks maybe not seeing the field the right way. Blitz them, heat them up a little bit, make them make bad decisions. Um, and another thing is sometimes what can happen is tip balls. So, you know, he tries, tries to throw one, DB and receiver meet at the ball at the exact same time, ball pops up in the air, uh, big play. But here's the, the dangerous part about cover zero. You only have five DBs against five receivers. So whoever's covering Eric Rogers is one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, whoever's, you know, covering Reggie, who is a yak machine, is one-on-one. -on -one. 
You're covering Marquis. You're covering, you know, Klukas, who's really slow, by the way. Um, super slow. Super slow. Um, like molasses. Like oh, every, sometimes I'm like, man, just run. Every time he's on the field, it's just like, you're a turtle, dude. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man. It's like he's like a Prius. <laughs> Half electric. <laughs> Oh man, his boys are gonna get a kick out of that. Yeah. Um, and then really to go to go man to man, you've got to first off, you got to trust your the guys covering. You know, it's because if you go man to man, you still have a free safety. So that's typically what we call like so cover ten would be you still have a free safety, um, and then eleven you have a free linebacker as well. So you're really only bringing five guys. Um, cover ten, you're bringing six. But the problem with that is you're probably not going to get pressure on the quarterback unless one of those guys wins one-on-one uh, D-line against O-line, uh, linebacker against running back. Uh, one of those guys has to win. So, And one of your guys is going to get double teamed, more likely than not, if you're bringing only four. Uh, yeah, but not, not in cover 10 or 11. 10 or 11, you're bringing five or six. So you're typically getting one-on-one blocks, which is good. Um, but, yeah, you have you know two to three seconds to throw the ball. It's And... If you've got good receivers, like you don't typically want to man up good receivers. You want to, you know, get in zones, try to mess up the quarterback's eyes, get him to throw a bad ball, maybe float it a little bit um, to get some of those bad plays that happen, or just to be patient. You know, like to me, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I have a young quarterback, I'm going to switch from heating him up to playing nine man drop and make him find windows, make him. Make him be perfect. Play top down. So if there's receivers running deep, we cover them no matter what. Like these guys should never not be covered. I'm gonna make you throw to the tailback five times, make you throw six yard hitches five times, and throw the ball ten times to get up the field. And you, you guys are comfortable with allowing them to check down, make sure that the big play is not there. We'll we'll get to the ball, limit yardage, force a punt. Yeah, now that's that's the um, Rich Subler. That's the Chris Jones. Um, you know, Claybrooks ish. Claybrooks heats you up a little bit more. Jones will, excuse me, Jones will heat you up from time to time as well, but just from different areas. Jones is all about, um, I think what made him so successful up here, he's all about getting your eyes in the wrong spot. And he's always going to take away your number one tendency. So, second and seven to 10 yards, here's this route we like to throw a lot. Boom. I, I like it as a quarterback. I'm really good at throwing it. And they start seeing on film and tendencies, hey, man, there's a lot of targets right here on second, seven to ten. So what they'll do is they'll run a covers they typically run. Three double cloud. So three guys rushing, three guys deep, five guys underneath. Um, the problem with that is they always have one extra free guy. So you got like five, usually five, six guys underneath. Usually one guy for them is free. To the point where, like, he'll literally just the moment the ball snap is run to that spot. He doesn't even have a responsibility. His responsibility is like to take away that throw. Don't let that throw happen, and let's force them to find something else to be successful. And that's, I think, CFL wise, that's a really good defense to run. Is let's take away what they're really good at. Um, so when you're facing a team like Toronto, who brings out a guy like Darrell Walker, X circle that type of thing. Or yeah. if you were facing the Stampeders, Eric Rogers, number four. Yeah, like right now, like okay, so Eric Rod, Eric had what five catches in the red zone against um, again that came in and I got injured. BC, BC. He had five catches in the red zone, three touchdowns, two two point conversions. Yeah. There's no way I'm not double teaming him in the red zone the very next game. Like I'm going to force you to find somebody else in the red zone. You cannot go back to that well. Yeah. We are taking that away. Yeah. Full stop. 
And as an offense, you should be like, you know what? This is what they should do is try to take away Eric, so let's use him as a decoy. Yeah. Um, but Eric's a good receiver. He still got open, got another touchdown next game. <laughs> Guy does all right in the red zone. He does He does decent. Uh, hey, Bo, what <laughs> former NFL wide receiver would you love to play with? Um, oh, man, that's former. If I had to go former, I think I would go Randy Moss. Um, Why? Because Jerry Rice is going to win you games. Um, Randy Moss is going to get you 50 touchdowns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to run like, those numbers up. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, got, I've got the Jerry Rice's. Um, I've had those guys in my career. Obviously, nowhere, not you know Jerry Rice-esque. Um, but, you know, Randy Moss just that guy that like, you literally can't leave him one-on-one. If you do... You get on the ball and yeah. you're and it's six. Just, he plays he plays very well to what I do as a quarterback. I throw the ball deep. Um what about former wideouts? Or current, sorry, receivers. Yeah, current. See, like man, a lot of people are have DeAndre Hopkins as number one in the league right now. And I mean, I'm just I'm a Texans fan, so I don't really see it that way because I watch him every game. You seem a little reserved about it. Yeah. Um do go to ninety nine in Madden. Like, I know, I know. He, he has, he has the. Oh, it's pretty high. He has the respect. I'm not saying that. I know he's a great receiver, but I watch him every game. Like I don't only see his highlights. I don't just see his stats at the end of the season and say, "Oh, he had a thousand yards." I see him every single game, and the way like there's a lot of throwing his hands up in the air. Um, you know, it's just it's not the attitude I like from a guy typically. Like I, I just don't feel like I would probably vibe with him. The way I might vibe with somebody else. Uh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, and that's a big thing with these two is a lot of the thing. It's chemistry. Like you and Rogers, like I've been around. You guys just like play dominoes and hang out all the time. You guys just buddies. Yeah, you and have that to have that. Long term, you have to have that. Yeah. Like, there's been guys in the past that I haven't vibed with. Um, Mo Price, we didn't vibe very well. He did. He did what I liked in an offense to go deep, but um, you know, he was like a guy that would talk in meetings and things like that. And I don't want to talk bad about him, but at the same time. Um, I'll be truthful about it. You know, I just, there's certain people sometimes you just don't vibe with. And like, sometimes we didn't see eye to eye on things. And when you don't see eye on eye to eye on the field, you've got to be able to say, Hey man, listen, this is what I saw. This is what you saw, but this is what I need from a quarterback standpoint. What do you need from me from a receiver standpoint? Like sometimes those conversations don't happen. It has to be when you're not seeing, too, right? exactly. It's got to be like, if I critique you, it can't be like, Oh man, he's taking a shot at me in the same way. Like, Last game, if you know, if Eric comes up to Nick says, "Yo, Eric, come on, man," or says, "Yo, Nick, get the ball up, man," like, come on, that's easy. That's easy. I'm wide open. Nick's got to be able to be like, "Yeah, no, I got you. That's on me." And same vice versa. Yeah. You know, Eric, he ran a curl route. Nick hit him right in the face, and he dropped it for a, a big second down conversion. And I think it's got to be mutual. We've got to be able to say that, those kind of things to each other. Um, when I say something like that to a receiver, and they give me one of those faces, like. Like, they give you, they give you the, 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 the you almost know, the eye roll. Yeah, like the okay. Oh man, like how are you gonna tell me that? Like that kind of thing. Like I know you're soft. The old, uh, yeah, sure, Bo, whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah I, like I, I know like... you're not about winning. I know you just care about what it looks like on TV when you drop the ball, and now your quarterback's coming over to talk to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Grand scheme of things, he said. What about Megatron? I mean, yeah, Megatron's awesome too. <laughs> That guy did all right in the red Current, zone. yeah. I mean, th- those are the guys I like. Megatron, Julio Jones. I like the big, tall receiver that can go make some plays for me. But uh, hold on. Mike Fluke has just texted in. So now I've got to read this and answer it. On the air. 
the old Mike Klukas. Um, I left a bye. Okay, so all right, so funny story about this. So me and so very first bye week, uh, we had Klukas on. Yeah, that was the first show. Great, and he was outstanding. Yeah, I left all my toiletries in the bathroom. Hit him back. I was like, "Hey, man, can you grab my stuff?" He's like, "Ah, oh, I just left." And I was like, "All right, chalk it up." Bad roommate, first week. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Write him off. Um, Dave, we need a roommate. Yeah. Second, second time, we both walked around the room like, all right, we got everything. We're good. I left two sets of headphones in there and my phone charger, which happens to be <laughs> my, my wife's phone charger that she really loves because it's like rose gold with gold on there. And it's like really long. Yeah, too. it's got the long cord. Yeah, so uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take her charger. And uh, yeah, I left it. Oops. Um, but he just said, I left a binder on a hotel in Hamilton. They are shipping it back to me along with your headphones and shoes. <laughs> so <I> did, <laughs> didn't even know it, but I left a pair of shoes in there too. Um, you yeah. guys really don't do a good check of your room when you leave, hey? Man, you know what it is? I think it's so like the time restraints, like you come back from meetings in the morning and then it's like, all right, we ate lunch, nap. So we turn the movie on, boom, nap. And you set your, your, you're trying to get as much sleep as you can. You set your phone for like 10 minutes before you have to be yeah. downstairs for pregame meal. So it's like, all right, boom, throw the clothes on. Bags are packed already. Grab your bags, look around. All right, you look, yeah. All right, my side's good too. Nothing here. Boom, we're out. Yeah. What you don't realize is like, you don't, it's not like you make your bed. You know what I mean? It's a hotel. So yeah, like sometimes yeah. things are underneath the sheets that you don't realize. Something gets kicked under the bed or something like that. Yeah, I'm terrible about that. Like, Eyeglasses, headphones, things like that. I lose. I should never buy expensive stuff when it comes to that stuff because I lose it all the time. <laughs> um, let's see. One. Let's go one more. One more. There's someone uh, the fantasy football the, pool if, in there. If hey? the Grey Cup was tomorrow, could you play? Yes. Hell yes. Nothing to keep keep me out of that game. Um. Oh yeah, they're asking about. Oh, so hold on. We have a loyal lady listener, so I have to ask her a question. Yeah. Do you play fantasy football, NFL, or CFL? Um, we are not allowed to play CFL. Um, it's just a little bit of tampering kind of things. <laughs> you have inside information, so there's always money involved, so you can't do it. Uh, but yes, to answer your question, I do play NFL. I happen to play in the Sportsnet 960 League, which we just got a new member, current NFL linebacker, not for the Bears the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Alex Singleton is now joined. So is he going to be the guy that gets fleeced this year in trades? Like, are you just going to... Because I remember when we talked about him joining, you were like, he's brutal at fantasy. He's awful at fantasy football. He doesn't seem like the, the fantasy type to me. No, he uh, he played in our league. He paid the, the amount of money. And um, by week five, he was like one and four, and he didn't play the rest of the season. Ah, you know, like, he's a I just, scrub. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't like when guys like give up and they don't set their roster. Um, I think I think because he knows we're going to be on radio and we'll talk bad about him. That which, he'll be which I will, Alex. I will talk terribly about you <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't set your lineup for the fantasy league. So, so I'm confused. You can't play CFL fantasy football, but now he's in the NFL. Can he be? Uh, NFL on doing NFL it's fantasy. It's probably now? different because the thing with CFL fantasy is that if you play it, you play with the vast majority of people, and you can win a cash prize at the end. Whereas, yeah, against those this people. is this yeah, is a about, league for what, fun that is not worth it. Yeah, but money. what's gonna happen, man? You don't even know. He's playing against Bo. Bo's got Carson Wentz at quarterback. Ready he's to like take on Singleton idiot. this week. He's he's walking <laughs> by him. He goes, "Oh, Carson, yo, man, come over here for a minute. Just whoa, trip down the stairs." Carson doesn't play this week. 
Singleton beats Bo. It could um, happen. Yikes. Over fantasy football. It would happen. If yeah. Singleton beats me in fantasy this year, I'll I'll buy a Philly jersey. A Singleton a Philly singleton jersey? Philly Alex jersey. Singleton Philly jersey. Wow. You have to get it custom made. Yeah, I don't. No offense. Hey, to Alex, whoa, whoa, whoa! They're... Don't talk trash. He's gonna be. I'm not the... talking trash. This is NFL man. This is like Saskatchewan. Come on, <laughs> they've got everybody's jersey. They've got they've got the mascot's jersey. Everybody, they've got everybody. Um, a couple more questions. I'll take a quick break, and then we will hit our interview. Uh, which, by the way, all right, I'll go ahead and tell you. So if you're waiting, you don't you don't know if you're gonna come back from break. You don't know what the guess is. Let me tell you, man. He's leading the league in interceptions. Pick sixes. This guy was rookie of the year last year. He's got an amazing story. Uh, our our boundary corner number thirty one, Trey Roberson, um, third string quarterback. Third th- man, he's actually he's vying for it. He 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 really hates that he's not third string quarterback right now. I bet he does. Um, yeah, no, he he hates it. Is he like Dude, Maver's you to borrow a beast. Your, No, Maver's not third string quarterback. Maver should be though. No, Colton <laughs> Huncheck. <laughs> he is, played quarterback. He can throw, man. Is he, Trey like he threw a touchdown him? in practice. Colton did? Yeah. Well, I remember Maver, the first day, got the black jersey with the question mark on. He was talking to like media guys. He said this is the biggest day of his career. Yep. And then he didn't have the black jersey. No, it was literally that. like an hour later. They were like, never mind. <laughs> uh, Maver can't throw the ball, though. But like, we're not Saw gonna, last, we're not, last like, game, one for one, 19 yards. But put it this way. If you lose your uh, starting quarterback and then your backup quarterback and then your third string quarterback, you're not about to put in your starting corner or your starting punter. <laughs> You're going to put in somebody else that can throw the ball and get you out of the football game and not injure somebody else major on your team right away. Um, but is Trey like asking to borrow your playbook and like? No, he's got a he's got a few set of plays <laughs> and he's ready to go. There you go. Uh, can you watch football for enjoyment and not pick it apart? Yes, I can. Um, for about 15 minutes, and then when things start happening, typically people turn to me and ask me questions. Um, so I try to watch it with a group of people that don't respect my opinion, um, <laughs> like my brothers, <laughs> uh, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, she picks everybody based off their jersey color. That's and, good. And, and the cheerleaders. Good. And the cheerleaders. Yeah, but the brothers, like, no matter how many games I win or awards or championships, um, they will still try to correct me when it comes to stuff in football. And I just, sometimes I'm, I just laugh. But sometimes I'm wrong, though. I'll be honest. Like you just you do it for a living. You just do it pretty well. Hold on. This is the last one. Then we're going to break. You're looking like a stud on the sidelines, but would rather see you out there throwing the ball. But can we switch up the shades on the sidelines to some aviators and get looking even nastier? <laughs> nah, man. I'm an Oakley guy. No no aviators. Uh, cool cat sunglasses. Man, yeah. Certain glasses only look good on certain people. You keep rocking the headband. And there's not tomorrow? many. There's not many sunglasses that look good on me. Oh, I'm rocking the headband every day. Every as, as soon as day. I get the football, hat comes off, shirt comes off, put my you know practice stuff on, whatever I'm wearing that day, headband. Bingo. It's like it's like a mode. It's bow bands. Oh. Soon, as soon as I do that, it's bow band mode and ready to. That that's considered a superstition. Uh, no, that's considered a strength. It's like the uh, what's your uh, weaknesses? My weakness is that I overwork. Yeah, (laughs) that I'm way too dedicated. That I'm too dedicated. Yeah, I enjoy being at work for far too long. (laughs) All right, guys, uh, 
we'll take a quick break. Again, uh, if you want to text in, text in 960-960. We've got an amazing guest. Uh, shoot some questions if you want to ask him anything. How's your hot tub? Oh, man. All right, so I have a good one for you. So the, the wife went... Um, the wife went down to Lake Chelan, where we got married at. Her family's had a house out there for a while, um, her nana and papa's house. And uh, go out there. They go out there literally every summer. Um, but July 4th, they head down there. So Maddie went down there for like 10, 12 days. And um, so I've just been at the house bored. So I'm like, you know, first couple of days, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, I can watch whatever movie I want. So I can throw on, you know, Maddie doesn't really like gory stuff. So I can throw on a gory movie, uh, you know, watch them the fun. I started a whole new show. Two days in, I was like, I am so bored. <laughs> like, there was nothing to do. And then, and then uh, going through going through rehab, Keenan's pushing me through workouts and started to run a lot. And, like, legs are just, I'm talking about, like, sore, sore. And uh, so I get home, and I'm like, all right, what's the best thing to do right now? I was like, I can go lay in bed, rest my legs. And as I looked over, I can out of my window, I can see my hot tub, and it was like calling to me. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, no." So I grabbed a beverage. I hear you, sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, baby. Uh, grabbed a beverage, went outside, propped it open, set in the hot tub. As uh, you know, not really like the sun went down. I don't want to set the mood, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was cool to just kind Romantic. of sit out there and chill. You know, let the body uh, recoup, recover a little bit, and. Uh, Man, I gotta tell you, uh, since then, in the twelve days, I've probably been in that hot tub like eight, nine times. <laughs> since it's a then. go-to. I have to, man. Like I felt too good after, and I slept way too good after. I was like, I've got to do this every day. Yeah, sign me up. All right, guys, uh, take a quick break. I don't know um, when I get my hot tub, but should sh- 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 I think sh- it's, it's on its way? Okay, right yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. SML's got it. it's on its way. All right, uh, so yeah, you can go to smlentertainment.com if you want to have the same experience as me. Um, we'll go to a quick break when we come back. Trey Roberson, number thirty-one. Um, He's going to break some records this year. We'll talk about that later. You're listening to the Bo Show on Sportsnet 960 Defense. Calgary football fans, this is your quarterback, the Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. Welcome back to the Bo Show, uh, brought to you by SML Entertainment. Hey, man, y'all been asking for him for the first couple of weeks. I've been trying to get him. Um, he's been a little busy. Uh, he had to go out and uh, had to go out and have another baby. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's good to have him here, Trey Roberson. Uh, hey, man, appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so what I like to do is uh, bringing bringing in players from the team. Um, you know, a lot of people, all they know is the number thirty one jersey, uh, the style of helmet you wear and maybe your touchdown celebration. So what I like to do is try to get guys a little bit more known, let people know like kind of what your story is, uh, where you come from, you know, uh, maybe just like that kind of Cliff Notes version. Um, just kind of let the fans know whatever it is you want them to know about you. My name is Trey Roberson. Uh, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I played quarterback all my life. You know, that's what I was doing, it, which, which led me to where I'm at now, being able to do multiple things on, on defense and be able to see different concepts. Uh, I switched to co- uh, playing corner when I went to Minnesota as a tryout player, which is crazy because I really didn't have a chance because I never backpedaled, never did any type of thing like that. So uh, that was a, that was a great experience. I made the team team doing that. I was there for a year and a half. Got hurt in the second year. 
Um, then I then I was out for a year. I worked a full full time trucking job, uh, working nine hours plus a day. Also being able to get my workout in. I had a baby that at that same time, and I also recently just had another baby, a baby girl named Maverick. So uh, the household is getting a little hectic, but uh, sleep is sleep is not very good. But it'll get better as the days go on. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that uh, having the baby. But you were telling me that uh, your your oldest one, Trey, right now is. You know, you've got the little one sleeping with y'all, but now you've got every now and then when y'all get her to sleep, you get Maverick to sleep. Trey's coming there and, and waking y'all up again. Yeah, he's definitely a hard-headed kid. He's a little boy. He's just like his daddy, real, real hard-headed. So he's in a toddler bed because he jumped out of his crib, so we had to move the rail, the front rail off the bed. So now he's able to get up and get out. He'll just come in the bed and just literally just jump in the middle and act like it's his bed and put his feet all on my face. He'll grab my head, does multiple <laughs> things. So... Sleep is not very well. I want to jump back to one thing. Um, so, because I just went through the NFL trials this offseason, so I couldn't make it playing the position that I play. But you got moved position. You got moved from quarterback to corner. They're like, hey, man, listen. So I had that conversation go like, hey, uh, I know you've only played quarterback, but we want you to try playing corner and see how you look. Like, obviously the confidence probably isn't there. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you've got to feel good the fact that they like you so much as an athlete that they're willing to try you out a different position, and it ended up working out. Well, literally, I walked in the locker room, and I had no idea what position I was playing. There was just a number 36 jersey in the locker. I thought I was playing running back, and the guy was like, well, you're going to play DB. So I immediately called my agent, and I was like, well, what's up with this? And he was like, you're an athlete. Just go out there and do athletic things. So I studied the defense pretty well. Uh, there was a, a first-round draft pick receiver that was there, and I guarded him in one-on-ones. I made sure I guarded him. Uh, shut him down a couple of times so that just gave them like he has natural ability so they just kept me really for that and, uh, and then th- through the whole entire year I just kept on improving kept getting better guarding Stefan Diggs Adam Thielen every single week on a Wednesday that was my game day for the, for, for me that was that's like the, uh, so that's day one so that's their pass day with full full pass so that was my game day I always was locked in so I always have a couple of interceptions maybe uh, pass breakups so I always show good on Wednesdays man that's that's to me that's impressive man I, I think it just it shows, uh, I think nowadays a lot of kids, um, you know, in Texas, anywhere I see, teams are taking their most athletic best player and saying, hey, put him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Put the ball in his hands every play. And that might not be developing the best quarterbacks in the world out there, but what it's doing is it's putting the ball in the hands of the best athlete on the field, and it's developing a lot of superstars. Right. That's what I'm starting to realize, that a lot of these guys like, oh, yeah, this guy played quarterback in high school. And I'm like, well, that guy can't throw a lick. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't throw. He just caught the ball, ran around the edge, juke nine people, and ran for a touchdown. And uh, and you're like, well, that makes sense. Like, that kid's had the ball in his hands a lot. Um, so definitely, obviously, helped your transition moving into that. But, but man, uh, how ha- how was that transition? Going from quarterback, you're making reads, you're reading defensive players, to now you're playing corner and you're reading the quarterback. You know, uh, not a lot of people have the insight to do that, you know, and – have done that and, and spoke out about it. So kind of tell me how that transition went, uh, maybe not even the early on, but like right now, like how did you get to this point where you're leading the league in interceptions and um, you're being talked about as that top corner in the league that, that's, that guys are afraid to go against? A lot of hard work. Uh, I pride myself in, in doing the best job that I can as a professional, uh, as a corner. Like that's what – I'm a professional football player. So if I'm playing corner, I'm going to try to be the best corner I can technique-wise everything that I do, and, and that quarterback background has helped out a lot. 
I wasn't a, uh, a scrambling. I was a scrambling quarterback, but I was a pocket passer also. Uh, my junior year when we went to the national championship, I threw for 3,030 touchdowns, ran for 12 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. So, I mean, I was able to read defenses and, and that thing, and that helped me out. That helps me in what I'm doing now. And now I'm able to, I don't have to, I don't just see one player. Now I can see a whole entire area, which a quarterback does, you know, when they're going through reads, you see the safety to, to this or to that, or just seeing the area, reading the area. And that's the type of thing that I do. That hurt my heart right there. <laughs> Threw for 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, ran for 12. Against Eastern Washington, we went. We scored every possession. So on that red turf holder against Bolivar Mitchell School. Nah, yeah, against my yeah, yeah, against my school, not against me. Um, man, wait, hold up. What what school did you go to? Uh, Illinois State. Oh man, I I was on the sideline for that game. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was hard to watch, boy. Um, man, you said twelve hundred yards. I don't know if I've run for twelve hundred yards lifetime playing football. I'm not talking about my career professional. I'm talking about junior high, high school college to hear i don't know if i've run for 1200 yards i had two receivers with a thousand yards and both of them are in the nfl right now who, who, who are they cameron meredith and uh james o'shaughnessy cameron cameron meredith with new orleans saints and then james o'shaughnessy with jacksonville jaguars yeah, i like meredith yeah. man I, uh <clears throat> so funny funny thing about that game so i didn't even know that's where you went so i came back to watch that game and i'm like you know i always ask the coaches like how's the team like what do we gotta do to beat them and the first thing that they said they're like man they're big and I was like, "How big? Like they're from Illinois." He's like, "He's like, I'm, t- he's like, I'm telling you, man, they are big." And I'm walking onto the field as you guys are actually walking up to the field to kind of enter the field and get, get announced. And I kind of stop, and boy, I swear, 75 to 80 percent of that team was taller than me, big. Like I'm talking about, I was watching the team. I was like. Yeah, these are some big boys right here. And Eastern man, we're not known for big players. Like we've got some small guys who just know how to play football. Y'all had some big dudes that game. In that moment right there, I was like, this is going to be a tough game right here. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it worked out very well for us. Yeah, that's Missouri Valley. You know, that's what we do in Missouri Valley, uh, power, powerful team. So we've got teams like North Dakota State, which is a powerful team. They run the ball. Uh, and we're in, we're in the Midwest, corn fed. So, like, that's what we do. So we, corn fed. We, corn we, fed. We build hogs. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I kind of wanted to ask was how you ended up at that university. Mm-hmm. Was that the one that was kind of – was that the one you wanted to go to, or how did you end up there? Uh, well, I transferred from Indiana University. Uh, I was a starting quarterback there. I was the first starting quarterback, uh, freshman starting quarterback in school history, so I started the first freshman, yeah. Um, broke my leg my true sophomore year in the second game of the season. I was off to a pretty hot start. I had three touchdowns in the first quarter up in Boston. Uh, broke my leg uh, in the second quarter. Shoot, we had a slant caught on the backside on the goal line. The safety backs up into the slant, so I kind of, like, panicked and just, like, just tried to eat it. And uh, ended up someone ended up falling on my leg, so uh, I had a tough rehab. And then came into my third year, and I was sharing time with a guy that's uh, playing with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And I didn't want to continue to share time. I broke records that year too, and they were still making me share time. So I just think, didn't think it was the best option for me. So I transferred to Illinois State. There was other schools, but I wanted to play immediately. I didn't want to have to sit out. So that was the decision. And we ended up going to the national championship for the first time in school history. So. What year was that you went to the National Championship? That year that I, I came back and yeah, saw y'all? 2015, yeah. So we beat y'all in the playoffs. Yeah. We beat y'all in the semi, yeah, I think it was semi. Yeah, like quarter or who y'all play in the championship? Uh, North Dakota State. Oh, yeah. And we lost to them. We were up 27-23 with a minute 10 left. We called cover zero twice. They needed a touchdown. The receiver, the, the DB falls down. The receiver catches the ball on the seven. Carson Wentz runs it in on sweep left at the seven, from seven yards out. That hurts. 
A field goal was not going to do it. A field goal was not going to do it. See, that's what we did. That's what we did to them in uh, in Frisco. We were down 19-0 with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter in three straight drives. Drive down, score a touchdown, throw the last one in with like 30 seconds left to win the game, and that was a good moment right there. It was pretty fun too. Just all the things that like, uh, so we had those games that we played against the other team and stuff like that, the yep. bowling and stuff. So that's that's pretty fun too. Yeah, I mean, I think the the D one AA does a, a damn good job of that championship game. Yeah. I've gone, I went back again the next year for Player of the Year. Um, we weren't in it. And it was I think North Dakota State versus uh, Sam Houston State. <laughs> And, yeah, we, I kind of heard about everything they were doing, like team versus team, kind of yeah. like just fun competition things. Like, uh, yeah, man. And, honestly, like, I think it's probably one of the best comparisons to the CFL right. as far as the amount of fans. You're getting around twenty five to 30,000 fans every game uh, for that championship game. And they do it down in uh, Dr. Pepper Stadium, which is a uh, soccer stadium, which yeah. is kind of looks almost identical to Ottawa. Ottawa, Hamilton, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of that perfect venue, kind of gets you ready for the CFL. Yeah, well, I guess off that, like, what what kind of happened next for you? Because the thing that I I go back to is our conversation we were talking to Don Jackson. He had a moment when he was in high school where he was like, "Man, I don't think I'm going to be playing anymore." Mm-hmm. And for you, I've talked to you about before. You were driving trucks. Yeah. Like, what was it that kind of kept you coming back to this sport? Maybe after the college years. Well, after the college years, I was just transitioning. So I was transitioning to de- defensive back. And uh, they weren't really giving me the, the, the hand that I wanted in, in, the, in the NFL, even though I was playing good, um, playing better than the guys that they had. Um, they still weren't. I just didn't have that value that, that they were, I was still learning the position. So you didn't want to throw that risk, which, which is what I totally understand. So uh, the best decision was to come up here, um, play, play some years, learn, actually learn how to play the game and, shoot, and win some great cups also. And, I mean, that's what we're doing up here. Yeah. All right. Get to you know Trey Robeson a little bit. Um, now I'm gonna hit you with whatever I what I hit everybody with. Mm-hmm. So some some fast rapid fire questions. If you have to go into detail, you can, but I don't want you to think too long about it because I want to judge you if you have a bad answer. So I want people to be able to judge you a little bit. All right. So I'm gonna start off easy. All right. We're gonna go favorite candy bar. Reese's. It's not a candy bar. Man. Did you say Reese's? Reese's. <laughs> Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. And the jumbo ones, the big ones, the the come in the two packs yeah. with the extra peanut butter. Those. And the M&Ms in the in, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not a candy bar, man. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, I've never fa- heard someone call them Reese's Pieces before. That's new to me. <laughs> well, okay, in the state, but that's 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 where y'all y'all cheat. In the states, it's called Reese's. There's an apostrophe s, and up here, y'all just call it Reese. Reese's. Yeah, y'all's apostrophe S isn't there. Well, that's just it's silly just Canadian. Canadian it's can, no, it's yeah. just branding. Like, you know, like like the arches in McDonald's, they have to have the leaf in the middle of it. Yeah. So the branding, just for international oh, business right. laws, have to be different from Canada to America. So that's mm-hmm. why things change like that. The more you know on yeah, the Bo Show. Wow. Learn something new every day. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you do. All right. <laughs> let's go. Favorite cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's a good answer right there. That's, we got that before. <laughs> we have. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have. Consistent. All right, so uh, you're going out with the boys to get hydrated. What's your favorite, what's your go-to drink? Uh, Pedialyte. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're going out with the boys. Oh, I just boy. can't say the, what I want to yeah, say on radio. Rum and Coke. All right. Pedialyte? Pedialyte. That's what we drink to get hi- <laughs> like to actually get hydrated. Going out to get lit. Give me the um, All right, are you a country guy at all? No, not at all. Okay, all right. Let's go 
who is I'm, I'm gonna break the rapper down so you don't just give me the obvious answer who's the best lyricist of all time little wayne all right yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna agree with that who is the most iconic best rapper of all time tupac I knew he was going there. I asked him before. <laughs> All right, uh, um, let's go. Favorite movie? Boys in the Hood. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more, and then we'll get into a little bit of pregame. Uh, do you have any superstitions? If so, what is it? I always put my left sock, left shoe on, I always, and it always has to go on first. I can't go right then left. Left has to always go first. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I could do that either. <laughs> I always have to put my right one on first. I feel like it would just feel awkward doing yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah, well, you got to put the the strong foot forward, right? <laughs> put your best foot forward. All right, so let's go just real quick pregame. What is um, – I like to do pregame meals. So let's say we're at home, not on the road where they're feeding us. We're at home. What's your? We're playing at 7 o'clock at night. Yep. Is it a breakfast? Is it a lunch? What's your pregame meal? Uh, it's it's lunch, so it's, it'll be a lasagna that my wife cooks. And also uh, she cooks some breaded chicken that goes with it. And, uh I eat that there, then I also take take some to the game with me and, and eat some in the locker room also. See, man, these skinny guys, they they eat like five times per day. I eat one time and I feel like I just feel heavy out there. So I like to like eat like early in the morning and not eat anything the rest of the day. It's the metabolism, right? Yeah. It just burns through it quick. Like, how, I'll, when, be when like, you, I'll be like lightheaded. If I don't like have that meal before like – before we pretty much go out there, like I'll be like lightheaded in like the second quarter maybe because I just use so much energy. I guess I don't know. All right, let's go. Uh, last one. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Gray Cup. All right. Your mind's maybe you know you're, you're focused on game plan. You're thinking about things. What's that one song that you can turn on and get you locked in? Uh, Drake Mob Ties. Yeah. All right. That. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to end the show with that one. We'll have Drake Mob Ties uh, tie us up. Hey, Trey, man, appreciate you taking your time. I know you just had a kid. I know you got to get back home soon. Um, but appreciate you coming on, letting the people know who you are and things about you. Um, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to you continuing what you're doing out there. Thank you. I appreciate you. Congratulations, man. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. I like the name, too. Yeah. Maverick, man. That's a good name. All right, you are listening to the Bo Show. We will uh, heading into Pender and Steinberg. You're listening to Bo Show on Sports at 960 Defense. Get my workout in. I had a baby that at that same time. And I also recently just had another baby, a baby girl named Maverick. So uh, the household is getting a little hectic, but uh, sleep, is, sleep is not very good. But it'll get better as the days go on. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that, uh, having the baby. But you were telling me that uh, your, your oldest one, Trey, right now is, you know, you've got the little one sleeping with y'all. But now you've got every now and then when y'all get her to sleep, you get Maverick to sleep. Trey's coming there and, and waking y'all up again. Yeah, he's definitely a hard-headed kid. He's a little boy. He's just like his daddy, real, real hard-headed. So he's in a toddler bed because he jumped out of his crib, so we had to move the rail, the front rail off the bed. So now he's able to get up and get out. He'll just come in the bed and just you literally just jump in the middle and act like it's his bed and he puts his feet all on my face. He'll grab my head, does multiple <laughs> things. So sleep is not very well. I want to jump back to one thing because um, so, I just went through the NFL trials this offseason. So I couldn't make it playing the position that I play. But you got moved position. You got moved from quarterback to corner. They're like, hey, man, listen. So I had that conversation go like, hey, uh, I know you've only played quarterback, but we want you to try playing corner and see how you look. Like, obviously the confidence probably isn't there, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you've got to feel good. The fact that 
they like you so much as an athlete that they're willing to try you out a different position and it ended up working out. Well, literally I walked in the locker room and I had no idea what position I was playing. There was just a number 36 jersey in the locker. I thought I was playing running back and the guy was like, well, you're going to play DB. So I, I immediately called my agent and I was like, well, what's up with this? And he was like, you're an athlete. Just go out there and do athletic things. So I studied the defense pretty well. Uh, there, was a, there was a first round draft pick receiver that was there and I guarded him in one-on-ones. I made sure I guarded him. Uh, shut him down a couple of times, so that just gave them like he has natural ability. So they just kept me really for that, and, uh, and then th through the whole entire year, I just kept on improving, kept getting better, guarding Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen every single week on a Wednesday. That was my game day for 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 me. That was that's like the, uh, so that's day one. So that's their pass day with full full pads. So that was my game day. I always was locked in, so I always have a couple of interceptions, maybe uh, pass breakups. So I always show good on Wednesdays. Man, that's that's to me that's impressive, man. I, I think it just. It shows, uh, I think nowadays a lot of kids, um, you know, in Texas, anywhere I see, teams are taking their most athletic best player and saying, hey, put him at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Put the ball in his hands every play. And that might not be developing the best quarterbacks in the world out there, but what it's doing is it's putting the ball in the hands of the best athlete on the field, and it's developing a lot of superstars. Right. That's what I'm starting to realize, that a lot of these guys like, oh, yeah, this guy played quarterback in high school. And I'm like, well, that guy can't throw a lick. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't throw. He just caught the ball, ran around the edge, juke nine people, and ran for a touchdown. And, um, and you're like, well, that makes sense. Like, that kid's had the ball in his hands a lot. Um, so definitely, obviously, help your transition mm -hmm. moving into that. But, but man, uh, how, how was that transition? Going from quarterback, you're making reads, you're reading defensive players. So now you're playing corner and you're reading the quarterback. You know, uh, not a lot of people have the insight to do that, you know, and have done that and, and spoke out about it. So kind of tell me how that transition went. Uh, maybe not even the early on, but like right now, like how did you get to this point where you're leading the league in interceptions and um, – you're being talked about as that top corner in the league that, that's, that guys are afraid to go against. A lot of hard work. Uh, I pride myself in, in doing the best job that I can as a professional, uh, as a corner. Like, that's what – I'm a professional football player. So, if I'm playing corner, I'm going to try to be the best corner I can, technique-wise, everything that I do. And, and that quarterback background has helped out a lot. I wasn't a, uh, a scrambling – I was a scrambling quarterback, but I was a pocket passer also. Uh, my junior year when we went to the national championship, I threw for 3,030 touchdowns, ran for 12 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. So, I mean, I was able to read defenses and, and that thing, and that helped me out. That helps me in what I'm doing now. And now I'm able to, I don't have to, I don't just see one player. Now I can see a whole entire area, which a quarterback does, you know, when they're going through reads, you see the safety to, to this or to that, or just seeing the area, reading the area. And that's the type of thing that I do. That hurt my heart right there. <laughs> Threw for 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, ran for 12. Against Eastern Washington, we went. We scored every possession. So on that red turf over there against Bolivar Mitchell School. Nah, yeah, against my yeah, yeah, against my school, not against me. Um, man, wait, hold up. What what school did you go to? Uh, Illinois State. Oh man, I I was on the sideline for that game. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was hard to watch, boy. Um, man, you said twelve hundred yards. I don't know if I've run for twelve hundred yards lifetime playing football. I'm not talking about my career professional. I'm talking about junior high, high school, college. To hear, I don't know if I've run for twelve hundred yards. I had two receivers with a thousand yards, and both of them are in the NFL right now. Who who, who are they? Cameron Meredith and uh, James O'Shaughnessy. Cameron Cameron Meredith with New Orleans Saints, and then James O'Shaughnessy with Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I like Meredith. Yeah, man. I, uh, <clears throat> so funny funny thing about that game. So I didn't even know that's where you went. So I came back to watch that game, and I'm like, you know, I always ask the coaches like, how's the team? Like, what do we got to do to beat them? And the first thing that they said, they're like, man, they're big. 
And I was like, how big? Like they're from Illinois. He's like, he's like, I'm, he was like, I'm telling you, man, they are big. And I'm walking onto the field as you guys are actually walking up to the field to kind of enter the field and get, get announced. And I kind of stopped. And boy, I swear, 75 to 80 percent of that team was taller than me. Big, like I'm talking about. I was watching the team. I was like, "Yeah, these are some big boys right here." And Eastern man, we're not known for big players. Like we've got some small guys who just know how to play football. Y'all had some big dudes that game. And that moment right there, I was like, "This is gonna be a tough game right here." And uh, yeah, I don't think it worked out very well for us. Yeah, that's Missouri Valley. You know, that's what we do in Missouri Valley. Uh, power, powerful team. So we got teams like North Dakota State, which is a powerful team. They run the ball. Uh, and we're in, we're in the Midwest, corn fed. So like that's what we do. So we, we corn fed. We build hogs. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I kind of wanted to ask was how you ended up at that university. Mm-hmm. Was that the one that was kind of was that the one you wanted to go to, or how did you end up there? Uh, well, I transferred from Indiana University. Uh, I was a starting quarterback there. I was the first starting quarterback, uh, freshman starting quarterback in school history. So I started first freshman. Yeah. Um, broke my leg my true sophomore year in the second game of the season. I was off to a pretty hot start. Had three touchdowns in the first quarter up in Boston. Uh, broke my leg uh, in the second quarter. Shoot, we had a slant caught on the backside on the goal line. The safety backs up into the slant, so I kind of like panicked and just like just tried to eat it and uh, ended up someone ended up falling on my leg. So uh, I had a tough rehab and then came into my third year and I was sharing time with a guy that's uh, playing with the Philadelphia Eagles right now, and I didn't want to continue to share time. I broke records that year, too, and they were still making me share time. So I just think, didn't think it was the best option for me, so I transferred to Illinois State. There was other schools, but I wanted to play immediately. I didn't want to have to sit out, so that was the decision. And we ended up going to the national championship for the first time in school history. So, What year was that you went to the national championship? That year that I, I came back and yeah, saw y'all? 2015, yeah. So we beat y'all in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, like quarter or semifinals. Who did y'all play in the championship? Uh, North Dakota State. Oh, yeah. And we lost to them. We were up 27-23 with a minute 10 left. We called cover zero twice. They needed a touchdown. The receiver, the, the DB falls down. The receiver catches the ball on the seven. Carson Wentz runs it in on sweep left at the seven, from seven yards out. That hurts. A field goal was not going to do it. A field goal was not going to do it. See, that's what we did. That's what we did to them in uh in frisco mm-hmm. we were down 19-0 with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter and three straight drives drive down score a touchdown throw the last one in with like 30 seconds left to win the game and that was a good moment right there Frisco was pretty fun too just all the things that like uh so we had those games that we played against the other team and stuff like that the yep. bowling and stuff so that's that's pretty fun too yeah i mean i think the the d1aa does a, a damn good job of that championship game yeah. i've gone i went back again the next year for player of the year um, we weren't in it. It was, I think, North Dakota State versus uh, Sam Houston State. And, yeah, we I kind of heard about everything they were doing, like team versus team, kind of like just fun competition things. Like, uh, yeah, man. And, honestly, like, I think it's probably one of the best comparisons to the CFL as far as the amount of fans. You're getting around twenty five to 30,000 fans every game uh, for that championship game. And they do it down in uh, Dr. Pepper Stadium, which is a uh, soccer stadium, which is, is kind of looks almost identical to Ottawa. Ottawa Hamilton, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of that perfect venue. Kind of gets you ready for the CFL. Yeah, well, I guess off that, like, what what kind of happened next for you? Because the thing that I I go back to is our conversation we were talking to Don Jackson. He had a moment when he was in high school where he was like, "Man, I don't think I'm gonna be playing anymore." Mm-hmm. And for you, I've talked to you about before. You, you were driving trucks, yeah. like. What was it that kind of kept you coming back to this sport maybe after the college years? Well, after the college years, I was just transitioning. So I was transitioning to defensive back. And uh, 
they weren't really giving me the 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 hand that I wanted in in the, in the NFL. Even though I was playing good, um, playing better than the guys that they had, um, they still weren't. I just didn't have that value that that they were. I was still learning the position, so you didn't want to throw that risk, which which is what I totally understand. So, uh, the best decision was to come up here. Um, Play, play some years, learn, actually learn how to play the game and shoot, and win some great cups also. And, I mean, that's what we're doing up here. Yeah, sure. All right. Get to you know Trey Robeson a little bit. Um, now I'm going to hit you with whatever I, what I hit everybody with. So some, some fast, rapid-fire questions. If you have to go into detail, you can, but I don't want you to think too long about it because I want to judge you if you have a bad answer. So I want people to be able to judge you a little bit. All right, so I'm going to start off easy. All right, we're going to go favorite candy bar. Reese's. It's not a candy bar, man. <laughs> Did you say Reese's? Reese's. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. And the jumbo ones, the big ones, the, the come in the two packs yeah. with the extra peanut butter. Those. And the M&M's in the, in, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not a candy bar, man. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, I've never someone call them Reese's Pieces before. That's new to me. <laughs> well, okay, in the state, but that's 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 where y'all y'all cheat. In the states, it's called Reese's. There's an apostrophe s, and up here, y'all just call it Reese. Reese's. Yeah, yeah y'all's apostrophe s isn't there. Well, that's just it's silly just Canadian. Canadian. It's can, no, it's yeah. just branding. Like you know, like like the arches in McDonald's, they have to have the leaf in the middle of it. Yeah. So the branding just for international oh, business laws have to be different from Canada to America. So that's why things change like that. The more you know on yeah, the Bo Show. Wow. Learn something new every day. If you didn't know, now you do. All right. <laughs> let's go favorite cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's a good answer right there. That's, we've got that before. We <laughs> have. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have. Consistent. All right. So uh, you're going out with the boys to get hydrated. What's your favorite? What's your go-to drink? Uh, Pedialyte. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're going out with the boys. Oh, I just boy. can't say the, what I want to yeah, say on radio. Yeah. Rum and Coke. All right. Pedialyte? Pedialyte. That's what we drink to get hyd- like to actually get hydrated. Going out to get lit. Give me the um, All right. Are you a country guy at all? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Let's go. Who is – I'm, I'm going to break the rapper down so you don't just give me the obvious answer. Who's the best lyricist of all time? Lil Wayne. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Who is the most iconic best rapper of all time? Tupac. I knew he was going there. I asked him before. <laughs> All right, uh, um, let's go. Favorite movie? Boys in the Hood. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more, and then we'll get into a little bit of pregame. Uh, do you have any superstitions? If so, what is it? I always put my left sock, left shoe on. I always, it always has to go on first. I can't go right and left. Left has to always go first. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I could do that either. <laughs> I always had to put my right one on first. I feel like it would just feel awkward doing yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah, well, you got to put the, the strong foot forward, right? <laughs> put your best foot forward. All right, so let's go just real quick pregame. What is um, – I like to do pregame meals. So let's say we're at home, mm-hmm. not on the road where they're feeding us. We're at home. What's your? We're playing at 7 o'clock at night. Yep. Is it a breakfast? Is it a lunch? What's your pregame meal? Uh, it's it's lunch, so it's, it'll be a lasagna that my wife cooks. And also uh, she cooks some breaded chicken that goes with it and uh, – I eat that there, and then I also take take some to the game with me and, and eat some in the locker room also. See, man, these skinny guys, they they eat like five times before the game. I eat one time, and I feel like I just feel heavy out there. So I like to like eat like early in the morning and not eat anything the rest of the day. It's the metabolism, right? Yeah. It just burns through it quick. Like, how, I'll, when, be when like, you, I'll be like lightheaded. If I don't like have that meal before like 
before we pretty much go out there, like I'll be like lightheaded in like the second quarter maybe because I just use so much energy, I guess. I don't know. All right, let's go. Uh, last one. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Gray Cup. All right. Your mind's maybe, you know, you're, you're focused on game plan. You're thinking about things. What's that one song that you can turn on that gets you locked in? Uh, Drake Mob Ties. Yeah, all right. Not, yeah. We're going to have to end the show with that one. <laughs> we'll have Drake Mob Ties uh, tie us up. Hey, Trey, man, appreciate it taking your time. I know you just had a kid. I know you got to get back home soon. Um, but appreciate you coming on, letting the people know who you are and things about you. Um, yeah, man, uh, looking forward to you continuing what you're doing out there. Thank you. I appreciate you. Congratulations, man. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. I like the name, too. Yeah. Maverick, man. That's a good name. All right. You are listening to the Bo Show. We will uh, heading into Pender and Steinberg. You're listening to the Bo Show on Sports Day at 960 Defense.